said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue-in-cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Boss talk is reserved for the B-sweet B-sweet, B-sweet Cool it out or you'll end up on that B-sweet What's going on, everybody? It's the B-Sweet Podcast. What's B-Sweet. going on? What's going on? B-Sweet. Hey, Jamil. What's good? Dizzle, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I don't know. I'm kind of in a mood today. Why? Why? What's going on with you? Um, I don't know. I've just been thinking about how hard we got to work as black people. Oh, talk about it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I just It's just like, you know, you want any measure of success or prosperity, so, so here's why this is on my mind. I'm doing some interviews for this position and um, everybody does too much. Like, <laughs> like everybody who's really qualified, like they do too much. And one thing that like on the committee, I said, I was like, listen, these are my concerns, but I want to preface it with the fact that as black people, in order for us to get the same level or just any kind of opportunities, we have to have two and three and four hustles on the side Mm -hmm. to get noticed. And then I've just like, ever since then, I've just been thinking about that. Like, why do we always have to do so much just to like get the basic stuff, you know? Like, it's not even like people are out here trying to do anything crazy. So, um, so I don't know. I'm just, I just, I just been thinking about that. It's that thing that we have to work twice as hard to get half as much. You know, and that it, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, we, you know, we have a special guest going, and before we introduce him, uh, we were talking uh, a bit before the show started, and we were just kind of talking about just that. You yeah. know, how as Black people, we just unfortunately we got to move different. Like we have to, we have to play the game a lot different than right. because we don't, we're not afforded those same opportunities. No. You know, for other that, that other people are afforded. So it's just one of those things that it's as unfortunate as it is. We just gotta we gotta roll with it. Listen, I, I want to read this real quick from MLK's book. Where do we go from here? And he said, when the Constitution was written, a strange formula to determine taxes and representation declared the Negro was sixty percent of a person. Today, another curious formula seems to declare that he is 50% of a person. Of all the good things in life, he has approximately one half those of whites. Of the bad, he has twice those of whites. So it's just like, you know, we got half half the prosperity and twice the problems. And, you know, I really just, I, 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 I see us as like the solution to our own to our own issues, you know, mm-hmm. we we really do have more more power than we give give ourselves credit for a lot of times. Um, you know, how do we, move, how, you, how do we use that power? Rest. How do we use that? Power? How do we use that power? Strategically, yeah, you got to be smart about it. You know, I think we all have a role. We all play our positions, um, and if we see each other as resources and allies instead of competition. We can just get so much farther. I mean, my thing is just like, damn, there is so much to eat. Stop thinking that there's only a certain amount of seats at the table. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's? Do you think it has anything to do with uh, where we are demographically? Because if you go to other places, like for for example, in Atlanta, where you know you see more of it happening down there where, where black people are really working together where they're, they're really prospering. Yeah. I mean, and it, pretty much they're running the city down there, you know? Yeah. So. Like geography, geog- uh, geographically. Yeah. Like I think, um, when you see it more, you begin to believe it, that it is for you, right. you know, growing up, if you're from Buffalo, a lot of times, like you don't leave a certain set of, neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and you don't even know what else is going on in the city like people are like oh there's a waterfront i grew up like that you don't even know there was a waterfront you know let alone anything else so it's like yeah like if if you are stuck 
in one situation and what what you know is all that you think there is, then then yeah, that's going to contribute to the problem mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that is that's is is very true. Um and we just have to do more to uh kind of really get out of our way and 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 do more to kind of work together. Uh it, it is frustrating. It can be very frustrating when when you know we have so much um, power and influence and creativity and and how we are like the leaders of, of culture but yet you know we we still have to hustle uh, 10 times as much you know just to you know just to try to get on equal, at, at an equal level with people there's you know, that's so many insane. people it's so insane yeah. and there's so many people out here doing such great things but like people don't want to collab People don't want to talk to each other. Man, listen, I tell they people all the time, we got to stop. We got to stop working in, stop, in these man. different silos, you know, because I think it's so much, uh, it's so much beauty in collaboration, right? And you know, when when we do come together more collaboratively, we, we find that we can make things happen at at, 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 an, at an incredible level, uh, and and just make things just so amazing here, um, not just in our city, but just just in general, you know. But right. it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for us to kind of get there. You know, I, I, I am encouraged that, you know, I'm starting to, starting to see kind of like this shift happening where, you know, there are more conversations about how we can do more things together, how we can um, work together uh, more creatively and more collaboratively. Uh, but I, I think it's just a little bit too slow for me. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels like, come on, y'all. Like, we, we, we haven't gotten there yet yeah. and the only way we're gonna get there is all together and it it no it's ha- it does happen too slow and then it it is also like this is somebody from my community we should stand for each other mm-hmm. but like if i gotta if i gotta struggle with you and i gotta struggle with everybody else who already just based on my biology thinks that i'm not qualified to do what i do mm-hmm then, like, it, you know, at some point you get a little drained. Maybe I'm a little tired today. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Listen, it's all yeah. good. It's all good, yeah. man. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that uh, we have a, a really dope guest. I love when we are, anytime we're able to get guests on the show, but um, especially <laughs> people that I'm, like, I'm really cool with, yeah. you know, people that's, like, really moving and shaking out here. Um, I, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, uh, he and I go go back a little ways. Um, uh he is doing some incredible things and has done incredible things, not here just locally, but across the country, even across the world, you know, uh, from DJing to comedy shows and uh, just so much this man has done. For, uh, got his started in radio. I remember way back in the day when he was on WBLK, like way, way back in the day. Um, but he's been doing incredible things and we wanted to bring him on to kind of talk about a lot of the, a lot of these things that we're talking about right now. So just give it up y'all for my guy, DJ Coles. What's going on, my guy? <laughs> What's up, man? Appreciate the intro. No, absolutely, man. And I, 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 I told you before the show started, I'm going to be very intentional about calling you Coles. I, I, I don't like, I don't like this whole Glenn thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know that's your government, but that's Facebook made that. Right. Man. They took away my name. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we're we're super excited to have you on the show, Appreciate brother. It. So thank you for coming on. So, uh, so again, we we wanted to bring you on because again, it's been a lot of momentum happening. Um, recently, we just had like this incredible Black Business Week here in the city of Buffalo. Buy black, buy black. Yeah, buy black Buffalo. Um, and you know. We just wanted to kind of keep this momentum going, not just for that one week, but we want to make sure that it extends beyond the week. And uh, and it's just a, a regular everyday thing for us. So and you are really, um, you know, you have a, a hand in a lot of the things that we see happening here in the city of Buffalo, uh, particularly with black people in our communities and mm-hmm. such. So can you just kind of talk a little bit about like just give us a little sense about who you are, which, you know, things that you've been doing and, you know, how you got to this place that you're in well, right now. Well, you know, I, I started working at WBLK. I was actually an intern. And, you know, I, listening to what you're saying about having drive and different things. So it, I was in high school. I was a senior in high school. And uh, I was DJing all the dances at Performing Arts and around the city and stuff like that. So I don't even know if you know this story. But um, I had an interview to get an internship at WBLK. Showed up at noon. Catherine Roberts was supposed to meet with me. Sat there until five, six o'clock, and then I was like, oh, "Is Catherine Catherine around?" They're like, "Oh, she left three hours ago." So I was like, "Oh my god!" So I had to call <laughs> my mom to come up? pick me. <laughs> had to call my mom to pick me up. Catherine called like the next day. Yo, come down here. I am so sorry. I forgot about you. But that was probably one of the greatest things that 
ever happened to me because she felt bad. So I definitely got the internship. So it <laughs> gave me a, a hand better. up. But, you know, even in talking like about some of these kids now, how many people would have just got up and left? I mm-hmm. knew that's where I wanted to be, you know, and I wanted to learn, get in there. So once I got in there, you know, just attaching myself to everybody and trying to learn every aspect of it. Obviously, I wanted to be on the radio, so I'm watching Hooker and this one. And wow. it was a guy You're named back right now. <laughs> it was a guy named Bill Blass. So I ended up being a promotions assistant with um with him, like assistant promotions assistant with him. And then you you know Brandy, mm-hmm. we all do mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. So Bill used to always mess up and stuff like that. So after being there for a while. I was supposed to, uh, I had like a scholarship offer to play basketball, but it was out West. And I remember my mom was like, how are you going to go out there? What are you going to do? And I was just like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I was like, I'm just going to go to military. And Skip Dillard was like, you know what? And he's like, you're not going to go there. You know, we'll, we'll try to find something for you here. So time went by. Mm-hmm. Bill Blast ended up messing up, and then they ended up hiring me. Wow, <laughs> BLK hired me that way. Yeah, but I had knew all of the different jobs, so I'm, like, learning production. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So it was like I would just be a runner. I didn't care what they wanted. I just was going to do that. And then it was, like, one Saturday night, somebody called in, and Skip didn't want to stay late. And I remember he was like, all right, you on the radio tonight, but don't say nothing. <laughs> just run the board. So I think I was there, like, two to four and then at like 358, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and talk this mm-hmm. last time right here. So, and trying to, uh, and talking, you know, Catherine just had my back on so many things. And Catherine's been so instrumental. But after I left uh, BLK, I was just determined. Well, I got fired from BLK for like something crazy. It wasn't even really my fault. But I got fired from BLK. And then my whole goal was, I was like, I don't want to just be known as DJ Coles from WBLK. Mm-hmm. So I went to Kansas City with a uh, remember Vic. I don't know if you remember Vic Alate. He was doing. He played for the Bills. He was doing concerts and things here. And then he ended up signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I moved to Kansas City supposedly to run his not for profit. Mm-hmm. And all we were doing was like events and concerts that were flopping like crazy. Like, <laughs> so that was like the first hand, you know, learning how to what to look for in events and seeing where we dropped the ball on things and then. Like, we kind of fell out out there, but <laughs> after a while, but, and then I came back to Buffalo, and I ended up getting uh, hired as an engineer at Channel 7, and then they wanted, like, a um, a hip-hop show, mm-hmm. so we ended up doing that TV show, Official Heat. Yes, yeah. I remember that. remember that with me and Ramir, rest in peace, but mm-hmm. we did that show, him, Mike Quinney, and all of us, yeah. I was over there, the show went really well for a while, but then Creative Differences, again, like, Ramir wanted the show to be more like rock and just you know and i wanted what i'm djing yeah, so i was still right. djing around and stuff like that so um in doing that i ended up so fel owens had sensations wow. oh, bro you say sensations so <laughs> i'm djing at sensations and stuff so i'm uh, i'm friends with big cap remember yeah, big yeah, cap yes, yeah, yeah. and big cap was cool with dame what's the name the guy from shark tank Damon John. Damon John. Right, he's right, cool right. with Damon John and all them. So I'm like, yo, let's just do a party. So my first Coles Entertainment party was a party with the guys from FUBU, and we called it a, uh, like, it was like a model search. And, I mean, it was a line down the block. It was here? It was at Sensations. At Sensations. At wow. Sensations. Wow. Every beautiful woman from everywhere, Toronto, Rochester. Canada. It re- wasn't really a model search, but we, you know, <laughs> we did it as that. And, just talking <laughs> like we were like all right you know that you just was call it yeah name. exactly it would have been brilliant if i'd have made some money off it but <laughs> so fell owens i'm gonna say his name <laughs> you know we partnered up on the party and i remember he told me he was like so you know um we're gonna partner up on this and we'll split the expenses and i remember we're going through the expenses this is my first party and he's like yeah so um, you got to pay club rental and this and that. So now looking back at it, why am I playing club rental if I'm partnered up with you and we're splitting up, splitting the club? So Wait, he said you had to play the club we, rental? Me and him out of the door had to play a rental fee okay. for his club. I'm like, I'm paying the <laughs> You know, but I didn't know any better. So How old were you? Young. 23, yeah. 24. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that was my first event. Yeah. And then when I th- I want to say it was Hooker, somebody was like, why are you paying rental in this and that? So once I realized that Safel got me, mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I started doing my own parties, and then we were moving to uh, what was the town ballroom before that? Like the Sphere. Yeah, the Sphere. Yeah. So I started oh doing stuff God. at the Sphere, and then like my mindset at that point, I feel like I'm going on. <laughs> no, no, you good. Yo, but my mindset was like, okay, Zafel, you burned me. I got you. So I ended up bringing uh, Little Kim 
to the sphere on a first Friday. First Friday was his big thing. So I brought little Kim and his counter was to bring Luke. So like Buffalo was crazy that night. But (laughs) Safel liked to cut corners and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm putting him on blast. But (laughs) so there was Shout out to Safel, man. There ended up being like a big fight at his club. Mm -hmm. We were already packed. So what do you think? Everybody from over there came over that way. So that you know that's kind of what started me doing parties and you know, doing events and things, it just became a big puzzle. And to me, and then, I mean, there's a lot of events that, you know, I'm involved in, but I don't necessarily put my name on Mm -hmm. because, you know, you can get hate if people think they know you or people think they're going to get in for free. But, and then uh, recently I started, you know, during this pandemic, I just like Doris Records has been so instrumental in, in everything I did. They sell tickets. There was I don't even know if you remember, we did Keisha Cole at a Klein Hands Music Hall, like Memorial Day weekend. I remember that. And we, the guy that I partnered up with didn't have his part of the money. And I remember I had to go to Mac and I was like, Mac, yo, we don't have the money to do this concert. And Mac was like, ah, don't worry about it. He's like, because I know you and I know how you go. Mac had to take a large lump sum of the ticket money to give it to us like a day before to send for that concert to have, I don't know what would have happened if if Mac didn't do that for me. So wow, shout and, out to Mac yeah, over there and Doris and Pete yeah. and all them at Doris Records. But the concert went off; uh, it was real good. And then, um, like after that, I just started seeing you know pieces. But I saw Doris Records and, and a lot of other black businesses struggling, and I was like, yo, how can I highlight these businesses without you know taking the focus by having my name all oh, Coles is is doing this and that? So I started um, Black Buffalo by Local on uh instagram mm-hmm. and facebook and ig and now it's you know it's taking off bro yeah oh it's God. taking off like we got a lot of followers yeah. fast yeah you uh, did. for that one so hopefully whoever's listening go ahead and follow that page but you know my goal overall was just to promote black businesses but i also started seeing a need where a lot of businesses aren't being properly uh represented on their social media mm-hmm. and stuff like that or don't know how to do commercials and stuff so we're trying to transform that business into you know helping companies with their image that's dope that's yeah. super dope and it's needed too because mm-hmm. like you said they especially with uh unfortunately with a lot of our black businesses you know i i love it that people have like this desire and you know and they want to do more to you know open businesses and mm-hmm. things like that but you know, it's, it's little things like, like you said, just the marketing pieces to it, you know, just having that visibility on, on, on these digital platforms that people are still either unfamiliar with or they're just yeah. uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, so, and because they are so uncomfortable with it, they kind of, they kind of shy away from it, you know, but not really realizing that, you know, this is a great way for you to market your business and, and literally it's like, no, it's no real overhead. I mean, this is well, a, it's you a either need way. time yeah. or you need money. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that you got to put one of the two into these platforms in order. to. Well, even the hardest thing, even with Coles Entertainment. So uh, DJ Hooker is like my partner in Coles Entertainment now. And it's just finding somebody that has the the same vision as you and is willing to do different things. It's it's so hard to assemble teams like, you know, Mm. everybody like to me, I even say, what's the greatest what's the greatest team in hip hop? Like it's a DJ and an MC. The yeah. DJ don't want to be the MC and the yeah. MC don't want to be the DJ. That's why it works yeah. so well. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got so many people now. I I don't care who gets the credit as long as we get the win. Yeah, you know, right. so but everybody's not like that. that you and know, we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't know you until I started doing this by black stuff. And then when I, I've had been following your page and then. One day I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Our name is very similar. So Mm -hmm. let me reach out to these people and make sure, like, they know this is not competition. Like, Mm -hmm. we're we're here to help spread the word. Even still, there's, you know, I feel like as long as the word gets out about businesses, about these businesses, it's a win anyway. But everybody doesn't feel that way. And I've had recently somebody was reaching out trying to uh, monetize my page. And then they got upset that... uh, I wasn't like necessarily going their way. And Mm -hmm. this is a brand new page. I don't even think we Mm -hmm. talked about it, but not all of a sudden now I see that person has started a page similar, but I just don't feel like anybody's going to outwork me. That's always been my goal. Like, okay, you can do what you think you want to do, but my product will be better because I'm going to, you know, I always want to under promise and over deliver on everything. That's even with my comedy shows and stuff like that. I've always tried to do that. So, yeah, I mean, and it's important, man. I mean, and you've, obviously have been a staple here 
um, in the community. I mean, you you practice what you preach. Uh, and the, one of the things that I like about you the most, bro, is that like y- you really are about your people, you know, and sometimes people don't often give you the credit that mm-hmm. I think that you deserve. I appreciate that. You know, be- but you but you really are about your people. Well, if you're loyal to me, then I'm always going to be. Lo- and I, I know how I can be. I can come off really blunt. Like if I, you know, and sometimes people don't know how to they take don't know that. how to take it. But if, yeah. if you're down for me, like, you know, I'm always going to be there for you. And even with you and I mm-hmm. talking about, you know, I kind of didn't tell people about Black Buffalo by local because I was like, OK, I don't know how people are going to feel about it at first. And, you know, and even still now it's getting a little bigger. You know, people are kind of reaching out, asking me to do things that aren't necessarily associated with that page. That page mm-hmm. is strictly for advertising are getting the word out to everybody, not just black people, just people in general about minority owned businesses. Like you said, cause it's a win win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, black businesses are able to get the, the advertisement um, that they need, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of us need that advertisement, you know, that exposure, that exposure as well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, mm-hmm. you created that platform to do just that. So, I mean, I, I certainly appreciate, you know, you for what you're doing, but uh, can we just talk, let's stay there for a second and just kind of talk about the um, Black Buffalo by Local. Uh, and you, you just spoke about it a little bit about, you know, what you, you know, how you see this thing expanding. So mm-hmm. can you kind of just talk a little bit further about it? Like how to, like, like, what does this look like for you, like long term? Well, long term, hopefully people will come to us. Like, obviously, I have experience putting commercials and, and branding together. And I know you do that, too. Um, but I, I feel like it's a. It's, it's enough businesses out here where we all can do it. And sometimes even in doing some of my branding work, sometimes you need a fresh idea. So, mm-hmm. you know, having a person come in and look at your business from the outside, you know, some people are so close to their work that they can't actually see the bigger picture mm-hmm. on different things. So, you know, some people are always so caught up in dealing with their day to day things for their business. They don't realize how they can expand it. a lot of people like even with Facebook, people don't realize you know, if you did your homework on Facebook, so you can have 5,000 friends on Facebook, but you can make a post and only 20 people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. Facebook has throttled a lot of the, uh, you know, how many people can see mm-hmm. it so yeah. they, they can monetize it. So a lot of people don't even realize that. Like, well, I put a post out. I got 3,000 friends. Everybody should come. Mm-mm. It's not that. You got to nah. keep doing it different yeah. ways. And it doesn't even cost a lot to advertise on Facebook. Mm. You can do $20 a week and, and probably reach more people than a post. That's fact. That's fact. And the analytics are free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it definitely is free if you know how to read it. It's you know how to read it. <laughs> like rocket science. But <laughs> it's really not that difficult. It's not. But people, you know, they get lazy or, you know, like I said, you just have to assemble a team with, you know, the goal. Winning should be the overall goal. But, you know, everybody's not like that. So, mm-hmm. so I have a question. So you started this movement to a certain degree in 2020. Yeah, this right? like in this- June. This is new. Mm-hmm, brand new. June is very super new. Curious timing, yeah. right? <laughs> it's it, right. May twenty fifth is the day that um, everything happened, right? And so, why why did you start this page? That's my first question. Again, I like know. I said, Doris Records, good friends of mine. I know you know Doris Records made a lot of money of people going in there buying tickets, but like I always want to see us win, you know. And and I've said this before because I've caught in. Uh, flack over the page you know wanting to see us win doesn't mean i want to see other races lose i just want to try and give us a hand (coughs) excuse me give us a hand in in doing it and that's something that i feel like we all should be black buffalo by local you know we we should be doing it seeing Gigi's clothes like that's my favorite restaurant like i'm I'm mad about that and then i'm even madder that another business couldn't really step in and fill the void completely of Gigi. so and then who who bought the building like it wasn't a black person, I don't believe, you know. I mean, and typically that, that doesn't happen with us, you know. Uh, and, then, and then we see, you know, and we we start to see, like, the gentrification start mm-hmm. to happen. And then, you know, so um, we, we have to do a better job with that. We, well, as, as black people, we have to do a better job with that because so often, we, you know, we see stuff like that happening, businesses closing, um, and we... We let people outside of our community come, come in, in and start buying this stuff up. And then we start, you know, we start screaming gentrification, gentrification. Yeah, but you and we have the resources within our community. Like, like even with, uh, and I may be wrong with this, but even over in the fruit belt where everybody's, you know, they're getting mad that people are buying up houses. Well, how long have some of those people lived there? And why didn't you look into buying the house in the first place? So you're saying gentrification, but you haven't looked into purchasing it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, And that, yeah. was, that was the second part of my question. Which is why, why is this so important 
right now? Like, wh- because as black people, um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of opportunity available to us right now. But you talked about your page isn't just for black people. No, it's for minorities, period. That really, we're all in the same boat as minorities if if people realize. And, and again, I've caught in flack on the other side. Well, you're calling it black buffalo by local, but you're, you know, you do other people. Well, to me, it's unity in numbers. Like, okay, so what, let's just say the dominant race isn't supporting us. Should we, do you eat Chinese food? Right. Do you like pad thai? Or, right. you know, like, let's right. all together. And I, I put all those on, t- on there together. So whether people like that or not, I, I get it, but you know, and, and I don't want to say I'm excluding other businesses, but I'm focusing other races, but I'm focusing on us first. Let, let me do us first. Before but I you know what though, us. you know what that happens all the time. Anything, anytime, any, anyone says anything about anything black, you know, that is like, you know, but like people don't even realize. So, no-no. so, okay. So what would you say the biggest minority owned business in Buffalo is right now or in Western New York? Biggest minority-owned business in Western New York? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. What do you think? I should know this. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's a billion-dollar tec- business. I don't know if it's the biggest, but... Technically, yeah. Technically. Yes. Technically, okay, so but it, it is. still is. There's a technicality yeah. with that one. <laughs> it's a half a technicality, but... Hey, that dude's old, though, too. So yeah. what's going to happen? Like, it, yeah. it is. Like, you know, don't get it twisted on what, you know, a minority business. And, and you're saying technically, but minorities can be... Women too. No, absolutely. You know. Well, absolutely. well, I won't get too much into this, but it also is about how, like, who's benefiting yeah. from no, I get it. that as well. Like, is it coming back to the community? You know, uh, one thing I did want to say that that you brought up is just your platforms, though. They're you're you're getting the message out to everybody mm-hmm. like you're making sure that it's not just and i said this about by by black buffalo which is it's not just for us by us mm-hmm. it's by us for everybody yeah and and it is and you'll be surprised there's a lot of other businesses, uh, you know, non-minority owned businesses that follow the page. And, you know, I show love right back. Once mm-hmm. they like stuff, I go to their page, follow, and and like all their stuff. You know, it, I don't know, man. Like, we all got to get on the same page and become, like you said, and start learning how to work together and not worrying about who's getting the credit all the time as, as long as the greater good is happening. That's that's going to be a thorn. That's, that's often the thorn in my side, you know, when it's just it's too often – you know, people, you know, we, we find ourselves working in these silos because people are just so, uh, their thing is all about just getting the credit for it, you yep. know? And I'm just like, yo, bro, we're like, we're chasing crumbs right now. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all are hustling backwards right now. Y- y'all worry about the who's getting the freaking credit for this stuff. While me, meanwhile, people out here, like, really getting bags and stuff. And we're just, we're yeah, just chasing Everybody the wants to get the pat on the back and, and you know, look good. And that, I think oh, that's all that comes shit, with bro. social media. <laughs> comes with social media, like. Even with, you know, with DJ and like, you know, you know, when when you're a DJ, if you're on a on a bill with Kid Capri, it's certain songs at, out of respect. I know I shouldn't play mm-hmm. if Kid Capri is on like it's his show. We're going to make him look good for that night. But you got other DJs that I get on and be like, oh, no, no, I'm a I'm a burn. They're going to burn out. everything yeah. like no one's here to see you. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. has happened to me plenty of times. <laughs> and and um, it's a it's a matter of like you got to play the long game. You know, worrying about the shine is so short term. Shine comes and shine goes real Mm -hmm. quick. And the richer you are, the less you want to shine. Because that means that people, you know, you you want everybody's radar. Well, again, what really made me start is this whole election stuff and watch it. Like, I watch the news like crazy. I watch CNN all day, every day, and just watching (laughs) (laughs) watching all this, uh, all the stuff that was going on with with 45 and all that stuff. Like, yo, they were united no matter what, you know. Mm -hmm. They, whatever their message, good or bad. (laughs) For the people in the back. No matter what their message was, good or bad, they were united in what they want and, and loyal to a fault. So look at right now. It, we all know he lost, but you know, they're, they're still sticking with him. Like, yo, no, he, he, it was a cheat. And they know it's, you they know, know, they know it's well, a sham, right, but right. like we can't even stick together. We, you know, we have a short attention span on a lot of things. So we are, it's, it's, it, it's again, I, I think it's always the short term. 
You know, we get a win, and then we're like, I even heard this uh, from the New York Times. Like, they did an interview, and this lady was like, oh, now that Kamala's in the White House, everything's going to get better. And I was cla- I was clapping, like, no, it's not. You know, it's like, even the just- same thing about Obama. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. So I, I get into, you know, I get on Facebook and get into debates with people all the time about Obama. Yeah, a lot of people do a, a lot of complaining about Obama didn't do anything for black people while he was in office. But I always say that's partially our fault if you feel that right. way, because, you know, why why wasn't Obama able to do things while he was in office? Well, everybody went out to vote during the presidential election. OK, right. everything is cool, but they didn't give him the tools to to further his agenda by having uh, Democrats in the House and the Senate and all that stuff. So he was constantly compromised. In my opinion, he was mm-hmm. constantly compromising. Okay, we'll do this so you can get this just to get little things done. So if he didn't, you know, if you're not happy with the job that he did, it's really our fault. It's called political capital. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need that groundswell in order to really be able to make those bigger, bolder moves. But if your own people are the ones taking shots at you, well, you can't really go too far in the policies for them because you don't have everybody. When when you go to propose these policies, who's got your back? Well, how many times have you heard anybody, any 45 supporters say, well, what did he do while he was in office? They, no. they don't say that. He didn't build the wall. He did, I mean, he built pieces of it, but what did he really do? And, and don't get it twisted. I, I may be in the minority in saying this. Everything he did wasn't horrible like there was some decent things that he did like the trade the north american trade agreement that he did i trade stocks so he did did good for me like the usmca i I mean (laughs) i I did good during the stock market during his term but you know but he's not for us and we just need to be for ourselves Mm. yeah that's facts that's the fact and understand i mean what what you really are saying is that like we have to understand how the whole system works Mm -hmm. and we just go for the big splash again, more shine. Even locally, uh, how many people criticize Byron Brown on things? Oh, it's potholes everywhere. Well, Who'd you reach out to? Did you go to your councilman first? Did you go to the street department? Call 311. Did you do all that first? Nope. (laughs) It's just, it's his fault. Like, okay, if that's how you feel. And and that's, that's often, you know, and we talked about this again earlier. uh, When you have a platform, when you are in the spotlight, the expectations for you are a lot different than, than it would be if you weren't in that spotlight, you know? And, and unfortunately it just kind of comes with the, comes with the territory. It comes with the job, but it it shouldn't, it shouldn't. Absolutely. That's the problem. Everybody wants to look to the top. So just, you're the problem. My life isn't what I want it to be. You need to fix it. And it's like, no, there's levels to this. Yeah. And, and there's, (laughs) there, there's jurisdiction, there's limited power. There's so many things that we have to understand. And really what people don't see are, all, like power brokers, guess what? They stay in the shadows mm-hmm. and they move in silence mm-hmm. and they are making way more, they have way more impact on our lives than we even fully understand. However, guess what? And this is what one of my friends in media told me when I said, you know, why do you keep coming for us? <laughs> and, and one of my friends in media was like, because government is easy. Cause mm-hmm. you, you know, everything's open. Yeah, everything's you don't fight back. You, you know what I mean? Uh, and so it, like there are so many other things besides just the one person in power that you know that you know of that has an impact on your life. But like one of the things that I really wanted or hoped we could talk about with you, Coles, is the importance of the black dollar and the importance of the black economy. Because everybody wants to talk about Black Lives Matter, but black dollars matter mm-hmm. even more. Well, ask any of these other companies that you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen, how often do you see a, a Gucci commercial? Have you ever seen a, a Maybach commercial? Or, yeah. But we all know it and we all know we want one. Right. But, you know, I mean, the black dollar is super important. It, if it wasn't important, look at Bailey Avenue. I said, you know, Bailey Avenue is, how many hair places are there? And they all seem to stay open. Why do they all seem to stay open? Because we like to keep our yeah, hair but it, And like, I'd like to shout out, what is it? The Hive. Hair the, Hive. The Hair Hive. Yeah. Like, yo, go there. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like a, a lot of uh, the people that own those hair salons, from what I know. The beauty I, supply? Yeah, the beauty supply stores. They all pool their money together. Yeah, they don't look like us, though. Yeah, they don't look like us, but they pool their money together and then do a large lump sum buy and then put it at all the stores along the strip. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they're related or not, but I, I know that to be true. 
Now, that's very true. I mean, and I, I saw that even when I, my time that I worked in government, you know, I was talking with folks that, you know, uh, you know, some of the higher ups and, you know, they were telling me that exact same thing. He was we were I remember riding through a neighborhood over on the east side one time and somebody was telling me he was like, look, at, look at all these these houses. Look at all these stores that's around here. What's the common denominator? Yep. in it? You know, is that first of all, is that they're all owned by these Middle Eastern folks. But the thing is, though, that, you know, they are buying up all these little these little rundown properties and such. They're living up in there, living all up all together, yep. working pulling their resources yep. together, and then they're opening up all these different stores in that same neighborhood. And that's and that's how they do it. Though, but over there. We're not even smart consumers. And and that's the sad part is what I'm saying. So I don't know if it's extra miles. So I have a Sam's Club membership. So if you go to Sam's Club during certain times, you'll see a lot of the st- corner store owners in there. So milk is a dollar twenty nine. A gallon of milk is $1.29 in there. But then when they take that same milk to uh, LaSalle. And, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the markup on So we're not even smart consumers. And you, that's the one, one of the things that kills me the most. Like even with Friday Night Laughs, I started Friday Night Laughs because there was a void in the market. I felt like, you know, you had helium. I love comedy, but, you know, the black comics were only coming once in a while mm-hmm. here and there. So mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, I could do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So... And I'm saying helium, but it, it is what it is. But, you know, you'll buy a ticket from helium is twenty five dollars. But for that twenty five dollar ticket, you have two to purchase minimum. two mm-hmm. item minimum. Mm-hmm. So how much does that end up being? Let's just say you're so that's another 20 per person. So that's really a forty five dollar ticket. So now when I started Friday Night Laughs, we started it was a twenty dollar ticket. No minimum. So mm-hmm. you can do what you want and you can sit where you want if you got there on time. Mm-hmm. People were complaining about it. So then even later on, we did Friday night last. We we're like, all right, the ticket's 20. You're here tonight. If you buy a ticket tonight for the next show, mm-hmm. we're telling you the date. You can buy it either for 10 or $15. 10, yeah, wow. People are like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing there. But mm-hmm. that's an opportunity for you to make money. If right. I'm going to be selling them after tonight for $20, Make the money. Right. I'm not saying bootleg the ticket or but scalp it, but it's an opportunity. I'm just trying to get you to commit to right. coming to the show. Right. But I had a friend who I got into Friday Night Laughs. He used to come all the time. And then one of the shows, he's like, yo, I need another ticket. I was like, another ticket for what? He's like, oh, I want to bring a girl this time. And I was like, oh, man, come on. Like, the ticket is $20. Just, you know, buy. The, I'm going to give you one ticket. Buy the other one. He's like, ah, you know, uh, this and that. Man, that he never, me off, bro. he didn't <laughs> buy the ticket. And then what's even worse, he went to helium. Wow. That, that, you know, for the wow. next show. So, and, uh, white so ice you is not even, colder, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White ice is not but, colder. But that's the thing. <laughs> Why are we so willing to support people we don't know? Mm-hmm. But the people we do know, we're like, nah, I'm good. When you give back to the community, mm-hmm. but they, you spend I mean, your it's money not, in your it's community. not viewed like that, I think. And I, you know what? I think. I don't know if it's everywhere like that, but here it seems like people will only want you to be successful up to a certain point. And then it's like, I, I got to knock him back down for a little bit. Sure. I, at least that's what problem. I think. You know, they're like, oh, we went to four of his shows in a row. And I ain't going to this yeah. one. Like, No, for sure. It's a problem. Um, I don't know what to do about it other than just keep putting the message out and making the tribe bigger and bigger and bigger. And I feel like that scarcity mentality is cut the oxygen off of it. Yeah. But that's, that's even whack. why, that's why I'll, myself and other promoters, like you got Ron, uh, who does those big shows at Canal Side, Dennis Wilson. A lot of times we'll, we'll do events and then we don't even put our names on it mm-hmm. just because we feel like, okay, if it seems like it's somebody from out of town, they might support us, you know, more. That's a damn better. shame that you, that you even have to do that though. Especially with, with your own people, you know, and that, and, and again, that just pisses me off to no end, man, because, because like Shatora said, you, you do a lot to, to give back and, you know, but there's a, there's a, this level of expectation, like there's that word again, expectation when it comes to us and, and, and black businesses and we're expected to perform at a certain level and that there's no room for, for error or anything. Like we start. Or they want something for free. Yeah. They want something for free or we mess up. Oh, that's it. They, they, they want, they, they're going to stop like, doing right business Right now there's us. a. There's a non-black promoter who was supposed to bring Rick Ross. And then COVID happened, sold a bunch of tickets. I haven't heard anything. I've heard a few people complain about not getting their money back. But I'm like, yo, if that was me, oh, yeah, you you are, I would no, be on the list you, right you, now. You, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a thief. He's mm-hmm. this. He's that. You know. We would have made know, a documentary. Man. 
<laughs> but but even still, you saying circulating the circulating the dollar, like okay, any money I would make at Friday Night Laughs, I'm wearing I'm Living B right now. I Absolutely. support I'm Living B. I'm gonna go buy sneakers. I go out of my way to support um, minority businesses now. Like I, you know, like look at Live Nation. Live Nation will come in and bring a huge tour that'll generate ten million dollars in. And how much of that money do they spend locally? Not a dime. I mean, they may spend some of it, on but you know, on hotels and stuff. But they take that money out, so it's leaving mm-hmm. out. I'm a promoter. If I made ten million dollars, I'm probably going to spend at least a million of it right. here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But you know, and that that's most promoters. You know, we hire local companies, local security, and and that's the thing, right? Understand the supply chain. Mm-hmm. If we understood that, we wouldn't be like, oh, why is Coles doing this? No, it's like, oh, Coles is doing this? How can I leverage my relationship with Coles to help my business, mm-hmm. right? So I can get more exposure. It's not about, well, I'm over here just, you know, watching Netflix and eating hot Cheetos all day, so I'm going to just be mad at Coles because I don't want to do anything. If you mad at Coles for, for busting his tail and working all day and all night, well, then you go do the same thing then. But don't have something to say about it or or try to smash what he's doing because you don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, That's been the story of my life since over the last <laughs> 10 years. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, like, it happens to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And when people, you know, people get discouraged when they hear it. And obviously, I get it from time to time. But for me, like, the way that I look at it, it's very simple. Like, you know, people have even, I, I've even called people out on it. Like, why are you saying this? Why are you saying this about me as if it's not going to get back to me? Like, we need to chill on this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, well, I would never say anything bad about you. Why would I come for you? And I said, you know, my whole thing is, listen, you can say what you want. I'm beyond reproach. <laughs> because I know I wake up every day and I work my tail to the mm-hmm. bone mm-hmm. to do what I have to do. So it doesn't matter really what you say. Yeah, but but Buffalo the- can knock you down completely. Like, yo, I've been so frustrated at times. Like, yo, what do I have to do? Like, we brought Monique and nephew Tommy in and... And like, I, you know, sometimes it, it can get depressed. I'm like, yo, for sure, we're bringing this huge show in and giving it to you affordable and it's still not sold out. Sometimes you just look at yourself like, yo, what more do I have to do? And it, it's really getting to the point where all promoters feel like that or even some of the club owners, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not going to do nothing anymore, you know, because you know, people don't know how to act. A majority of the cost in going into these events is a security, security. and insurance oh, cost, yeah. like because. Yeah. A few of us don't know how to act at these events. So, you know, and that's why it's so important. Whatever we do, like I'm I I am really um, uh, like livid about or not livid, but like dogged about saying whatever we do, we have to make it mainstream. Like let like let's stop only trying to market to each other. Well, and like bring in. It sounds good until like I'm going to use my guy. um Ron Brantley, who, who did Ja Rule and Ashanti, mm-hmm. you know, in Buffalo, it, it's so so much division. It's hard. Like, yeah, like uh, a lot of non-black people aren't necessarily willing to mix. Like in other cities, they'll mi- you know you can get a mixture, yeah, but it's hard to mix here. Yeah, no, you're right. So like even with my shows, you know, and I, I have white friends and different things that come and support, but the show that that brought the most white people out was the wild and out show. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh. I was hoping that would lead to, okay, let's come back to an, you know, to another one. But I don't know. It's just because of the actions of a few, a lot of people don't feel safe. Uh, yeah, but I mean, but that's not, you know, that's not exclusive to just Buffalo though. I mean, that happens all over the place, but so. you see more mixture in other cities. So how do we get there? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. First of all, we got to learn how to police ourselves and, <laughs> and know and how to act yeah. mm-hmm. is what I feel. Most of all, you know, People will come to a good time if they feel like they're safe. Right. Right. So and then but still we have to be united with each other. Hey, that's Coles or that's Ron or that's Dennis doing that event. Let's make sure we don't act up at this one. But mm-hmm. there's no I sound like I'm being negative, but there's no unity in, in saying that we, you know, all fights ain't worth having. But it like I don't I mean, you know, I'm a homebody anyway. <laughs> but it's like So why don't you go out? What's the Cause I just like to stay home. Why though? <laughs> what would make you go out? What event would make you go out? Oh, uh, just like, like a DC vibe. Like, see, but you're saying <laughs> another city. Like. Yeah, no. I mean, I think yeah, I would go out more if if you know it was 
if I knew that wasn't going to happen. And, you and know, that's how I, everybody feels. Like, yeah. I, I tell uh, a lot of the, my little cousins and stuff, I was like, well, so is it a stereotype if it's true? So right now, if we had a party right here and invited 14 to, or let's just say 15 to 20-year-olds, 100 of them, and started playing Megan the Stallion. <laughs> well, are the girls going to start twerking and acting all wild? Yes. Absolutely. Is somebody going to be smoking weed? Yes. What are the chances it's going to be a fight? It's pretty high. It's pretty high. <laughs> so is it a stereotype when other people say that about it? It's, it sucks to say that, but. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the issue with saying it about black kids is that it happens with white kids, too. You know, they get rowdy. They do drugs. They do all that other stuff. But we're criminals when we, we do it, and they're just kids being kids when they do it. I think that's more the issue, but. Nah, I, don't, I ain't going no. Teenagers scare me. I ain't going nowhere. They scare everybody. I don't care what they look like. I ain't going nowhere. They're teenagers. But what I'm just, I'm still trying to kind of wrap my head around is how do we start to make this shift? We can, because we can talk about what the issues are, right? And we, we all know in this room, we all know what the issues are. And But how do we start to make that shift? How do we, you know, you said you like a decent, that's that's the type of vibe that I'm like, that I'm on too. It's just so black and culture. Right, and And you don't have to worry about the problems and stuff. So how do you start to make that shift? Make the drinks $20 each and not a stuff. (laughs) Well, the thing that you like at home, elsewhere, bring it here. Like, you know, I remember when, I think it was Jason Moore was trying to do day parties when, like, people will go to CIAA to Charlotte and go to a day party. Yeah. But when somebody tries to have a day party in Buffalo, why why won't you go? Right. To me, that makes more sense to have a day party because I want to be in bed by eleven. That's big facts. Uh, you know. Anyway, so why <laughs> That's won't the best day? Yeah, you on a Sunday, That's like mm-hmm. you know, we love brunch. So why why does it take so long for things to catch on? The things that you love elsewhere, why not bring them to Buffalo? And and, and I'm don't get it twisted. I don't have a defeated attitude. I'm not going to give up. No. I I love Buffalo. I love everything about Buffalo, and I'm you know I want to see Buffalo win, and I I really feel like. You know, the Griselda guys had a lot to do with the change in, in the shift in culture and, and mm-hmm. making everybody proud of Buffalo. Yeah, I, I absolutely. feel like they had a lot to do. You know, there's other people, too, other celebrities that are from Buffalo making it cool to be from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you just have to keep going and, and doing those things and supporting those businesses. Like even so I forget what movie. Everybody has a fire stick. I'm sure you have an illegal fire stick. <laughs> I, and I think I have a different type of conscience. So if I watch a black movie when the movies were open. If I watch a black movie on a fire stick, I would go to Regal Cinema and buy a ticket, even if I wasn't going in. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, I'm going to buy the ticket just to show the support. That's yeah. You got to start doing little things like that, whether you like somebody's cooking or product or something, just go in there and buy something. Just go. Mm-hmm. So look, you know, we did buy Black Buffalo Week. I got an email from somebody, and she was upset. She We, we, we missed her name, didn't, didn't put her on, on the website, right? So immediately I reached out and I, you know, she was like, I'll never participate in this again. I'm so can't have that attitude. Well, but look, I understand that we're so used to being shitted on that we, we like, we're like, Oh, just one more injustice against me. Like I went, you know, above and beyond. I really was excited for this. And you know, then I got screwed over. I get it. Right. So instead of telling her how to feel, I was like, look, I'm so sorry. And on top of that, like, not only am I going to make it up to you, with other opportunities, but also I'm gonna place this order real quick mm-hmm. on your website and just show. And guess what? Attitude change like that. It, but exactly. But so there's a and give me her stuff. I'll put it on Black Buffalo by local too okay. if it's not already up there. But there's a restaurant, local restaurant. I won't even say the name. I've been there a couple different times, and I feel like the man gives me an attitude when I go <laughs> in there. So I'm like, yo, is the food worth so, it? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I went there a couple times, but I like. I went to this place and he acted a certain way one time, you know, and I was going there faithfully at one point. So I went there again recently and he kind of gave me an attitude. I stuck my hand out like, yo, let, let's talk for a minute. I feel like every time I come in here, you know, I feel some sort of way, you know, you, you're talking to me kind of reckless. So I told him what the deal was. He, he ended the conversation. You want the food or what? Like, <laughs> so I said no, but I could have very easily went to Facebook and bashed him. But mm-hmm. I think we have to give, you know, if we get, bad customer service at at certain businesses and things we can't be so quick to pull the trigger and say you know try and talk to them give them opportunity to fix fix situations and give them another opportunity i i I just that's a that's an amazing point bro i just had a conversation with somebody on saturday uh somebody called me a friend of mine called me and was like they just wanted to vent for a second right and they were just telling me about 
this experience that they had with trying to support a black business. And uh, one of the things that I was telling them was that, you know, I'm, I'm of the mindset now where we have to start giving black businesses a little bit more grace, right? Because, um, it's, we, we cannot have this level of expectation that we're black businesses can do no, no, no wrong. Yeah. Like, like, we, right. We're all new with this. Like even with the, the, uh, the buy black Buffalo week with the young lady that you just mentioned, yeah. like this is all brand new. For and, us. and she said that too. Right? I just had to give her a little bit of, uh, compassion. Right. But go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. No, but, 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 but my point is, is that we, we really have to start giving people, giving these businesses a little bit more grace because we really don't have all of the resources that, you know, other businesses might have. We saw all throughout 2020 that we were disproportionately affected by the COVID crisis and everything else, you know. So so we have to, as as black people, we got to start giving each other a little bit more grace and and not taking your money and running the helium with well, somebody not giving not, you a free ticket. Not only that, how many, how many, ti- how many times it. you got bad service at McDonald's? Right. Right. People still got, go. I don't got molded bread at McDonald's. That's why I stop eating that shit. But people, <laughs> people yeah, still go. Nah. So. Well, I don't. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say too, though, is like, you know, when, when you said the thing about the restaurant and I was just like, look at what happens if you're Italian and you go into an Italian restaurant. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? Mm-hmm. You get the best seat. Mm-hmm. Sit here. You know, Jewish and you go into a deli. Oh, I got your, mm-hmm. I got your bread. I mm-hmm. saved it for you. I, you know, you, it's a community. Right. They love each other. They, they look out for each other. Oh, you don't have money today. Hit me up next time. Cause I know you're going to be back. Cause I treat you right. You know what I mean? And, and, I think we can start to build that trust if we know, okay, if I have an off day, they're not going to read me out on social media. And also, like, if if my customer comes in and they're having a bad day, they come in because they know I can make their day feel a little bit better. Like, mm-hmm. it's at, all a cycle. Look at Russ Salvatore when you go in there. Who, what, which person can say they've been to Salvatore's and didn't talk to him? Right, right. right. That's a fact. <clears throat> and I don't think, you know. I can't say that he is or isn't racist, but when you go in there, he know you know he's gonna say something to you. He gives and back if he to says, the community a lot. He mm-hmm. gives back to yeah. all of the community, but exactly. what I'm saying, he makes everybody feel welcome when he go in, and I'm sure when any of us go in there, it's a big special occasion, so he knows we're gonna spend some money in mm-hmm. there. So it's not how many people just go in there for dinner on a regular occasion. You know, Mm-mm. I don't know. I had some statistics, but I can't find <laughs> what I was <laughs> looking all, for. But that's all good. I mean, like. No, nah, but uh, you know, listen, man. We um, we we're gonna be wrapping up shortly, but and this has been a, an amazing conversation because this is one of my favorites. Yeah, because like like we we really you know we have to do more to start supporting one another in these businesses, uh, especially here in Buffalo, especially because like oftentimes and and, and like you said, shout out to uh, Griselda and all them boys for making like Buffalo just like cool again. You know what I mean? But. For so long, Buffalo has kind of been that blip on the map. Nobody's like really given us the respect. You know that that I think that we, that we deserve. I mean, it's so I much got a talent point about Griselda too. It, it, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, go ahead. So here's my point, and I said this too. So I know a, a kid that's a rapper. So remember, Benny, Westside Gun, all those guys—they're not young. They're not in their twenties. They're mid thirties, approaching mm-hmm. forty. They've been yeah. at it for a long time. So there's a, a young rapper one time that came to me. He's like, "Ah oh, man, f them. I'm not messing with them, man. They don't they don't give back." I was like, "How don't they give back?" And oh, they ain't putting nobody on. I said, "So you want a person who just worked 20 almost 20 years. Benny mm-hmm. and them been at it for a while mm-hmm. that just got on and it took 20 years. You want them to give you the opportunity that they have right now and you didn't show any work?" To me, every person that likes hip hop, whether you like the Griselda boys or not, you should buy their album just for Buffalo. So right. the guy was like, why would I buy their album? Okay, let's say Griselda sells 100,000 copies just in Buffalo. Right. What do you think the rest of the music industry is going to do? Like, mm. damn, they moved 100,000 units in Buffalo? We got to find the next Griselda. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's to your benefit to buy their album mm-hmm. and have them sell as many as possible because look at every other city. What happens? So what happened in Toronto? Well, Cardinal Official to me was first. Mm-hmm. Oh. Deborah Cox. And then you get Drake. Mm-hmm. And who followed Drake? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's do Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. TLC, all them. Everybody starts getting on. Who's the first rapper? Outcast. And you get this one, this one, that one. Go to Miami. Uncle Luke, Luke and them were yeah. the first ones. Then Trick yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Then this mm-hmm. one. Then Rick Training Ross. Them, it's yeah. a staircase. It just, you know, you get more and more. Every city you can look at. It. There right. was one, and then there becomes many. So right. if you support the one, there's probably going to be an opportunity for you. Right. So most, to me, stop looking for Griselda to put you on 
do your own hustle, but support them too. Don't mm. burn the bridge. Right. But if you can't support them, how are they going to put you on? Again, it's back to the same thing about like the, the political leaders, right? You taking shots at the one person who's in a position to actually make some change, but you taking shots at them, they can't do anything if you're not supporting them as it is. You need the groundswell. You need it. It's the long game. I hear you. Well, so here's the big question. So if you said, who's five black leaders right now? In Buffalo? Period. Anywhere? Uh, anywhere? Black leaders. Who's the black leader? If I say, yo, who who's the black leader? Al Sharpton? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. Support. No, no. I've Al Sharpton don't speak for me, but the right whole now. fact that we don't know. Like, who can you follow? Well, like? I, th- I feel like black leader, like uh, the way that black leadership is now is just different in the age of social media. So, like, you know, some a lot of people support Sean King. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. You know, like he's an activist. He doesn't have an elected position. But that's what I'm saying. There's no one. You don't know who anybody's following in order to say, you know, okay, that person speaks for me. And you can you really say Obama's a black leader? I I don't necessarily consider him a black leader. He doesn't. You think he speaks for the. You mean a leader for black Black people, people, black people. Yes. I think I see your point. Yeah. And that and. That is also, uh, that's also kind of a function of, like, acceptability politics, too. Yeah, but then some people will say, oh, well, Jay-Z and Beyonce, like... Well, they're not trying to be, though. Exactly. They don't want to be. who is it? (laughs) Who's the black leaders? I think, think, you know, like, that's kind of a problem with a lot of movements. Um, Like, who... They they intentionally don't set a leader. Well, who's the leader of Black Lives Matter? What's her name? You talk about Tamika Mallory? No, yeah. I, I don't not, know. She's I'm at, not like the. She's not. I mean, they have until freedom. Her, and my son. You know. So I mean, there, there are people out there who are who who are really doing their thing. And and I get it. And, I'm just saying the average person doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily know. So you know, we want we want to go in a direction, but whose direction are we following? But honestly, I cannot. I can honestly appreciate not really having a particular leader, though. You know, because when you are the leader, then. You know, you that's when you get, you know, the target on your back. Yep. You know, when everyone was following Dr. King and, you know, and then Dr. King had the target on his back and then, you know, he ultimately met his demise. I get that so, too. so, yeah, so I, I necessarily I, I, I like it where, you know, you don't necessarily know who the, the, the leader is. Like we don't necessarily have one particular person or people that we can point to. But it's, it's more of a collective effort that I think we're seeing. I get right that, now. too, even and I, I'm going on and on, but. Even I get it. So I know one of the girls that um, set up the um, protest down at Niagara Square. And she's like, oh, are you coming? I was like, okay. I was like, that sounds good, but what's the goal? What are you looking to accomplish? And she kind of just looked at me crazy. I'm like, okay, well, you're going to go down there and protest. What What are you trying to get? And what are you going to do after the protest? What are you trying to get? I, and she's like, well, what do you mean? We're just going to let them know. You're going to let who know? Like, mm-hmm. what are you trying to do? And she's like, well, what do you think you should do? I said, well, did you ask for a meeting with Byron Lockwood? Did you ask for a meeting with Byron Brown? Do you have talk points? Like, what do you want to do? You, you can't just go down there in numbers and just be all crazy. Like, you're not trying to accomplish it. What, what are your goals and what do you, you know, okay, we want this and then we want to do that. We want to sit down with you. You're like, is there community meetings? And do you think like, that's, what is it? that's like a symptom of social media? You know, like there's headlines. I call them Twitter scholars. So people see like 140 characters or however many it is. I don't even know. And they think like they know everything about a topic. You do. And and disagreeing with someone doesn't necessarily mean you have to hate them either. I'm always <laughs> playing devil's advocate. OK, so wh- what's your plan? What are you what are you going to do? Well, that's why. So you said people don't like you because you're blunt. No. I, and it, it's because you make them think critically and they don't have well, the tools. There's to people do that. that try to argue me like even in this political stuff. You know, there was people at my job like you're not going to argue. I know the facts. I will go look at it like I don't want to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I will like, okay, that, that's a good question. Let me look into it. There's people that'll just talk and don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just vote to me voting in a presidential election. Like to me, that's, I don't even want to say that's the lowest of the low. Like there's more important elections than just a presidential election. Your local, elections. Yeah, your local elections yeah, are yeah, the most important more. elections. And I, those I had, ones an argument, you the most. I had right. an argument with a girl like that. And I said, oh, like when they were doing the, uh, for governor, I was like, are you voting? She's like, I only vote in the, in the presidential election. Cause that's the only one that affects me. I said, but you go to school in New York state. Yeah. See, I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> people are just ignorant too. Uh, to what's going on. I mean, you know, you don't know what you don't know, you know, and that's, it's unfortunate. And, and, and I appreciate people that's out here, different organizations and such that's like really trying to educate people a little bit more about, you know, you know, this policy and, you know, 
and and civics and, and, and things like that. But you know, like I said, you don't you just you don't know what you don't know. You don't. But you know, I mean, you got to be willing, to, and you have to be willing to be corrected. I'm not above being corrected. You know, I, I feel like sometimes. Uh, a lot of the problem is people don't have a person that they respect whose opinion they respect. I, I hate hearing people. A lot of people say, oh, I can't be checked. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Well, if you know everything, how are you going to learn anything? Yeah. You got to uh, be a forever what student. What do they say? If, you in, if, you, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the you're wrong, in the wrong room. room. Absolutely. That's how I live my life. I, listen, I, I hate being the guy who's like the, the smartest person in my circle. You know, because then I feel like then I'm not learning anything. You should always want to debate. You know, yeah. to me, debate, having a debate sharpens your skills, but you should know how to debate with somebody and have a differing opinion, but walk away with the respect for it's, them. It, right. Exactly. It's, it's a matter of being able to expand your perspective. And, and that's how I look at disagreements. I don't look at them as a battle. I look at it as a way for me to learn something, mm. but it's not emotional. Well, even if you look at racist people, like in my opinion, why why was forty five so influential? He, you know, they use the media as a scare tactic to people that live out like, and I'm just saying, like a gas port mm -hmm. or this part where where houses are far apart. Oh man, that's what the black people are doing in the city. Oh no, yeah, we, it, you know, it's a scare tactic. The easiest way to control a large group of people is to have them all at each other's throat, not mm -hmm. getting along. Mm -hmm. You don't realize we have all the power in the numbers, but you keep everybody arguing with each other, they can, it's easier to control us. Mm -hmm. Right. So bring that back to us, like it and, and economics, right? Like, you know, just to kind of like put a bow on everything. Cause this is such a fantastic conversation. Like how do, how do we, like, what would you say is the next most critical slash important step for, and let's just keep it the black community in Buffalo to do. Well, so find a business that you want to support. Even if you don't have money to spend, just like follow Black Buffalo, buy local. You can go to these different businesses. Doctors are on there, lawyers, uh, landscapers. Go on there, and even if you don't have the money to spend, you know, help them advertise. That's that's one of the ways. But even uh, just speaking on economics in general, so I have this guy that I talked to. His name is Roger. He's super rich in Florida. And he was trying to tell me about investing. So, like, I'm fairly new to investing. Mm -hmm. So what Roger said to me, he said, well, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. When you buy that stock, all they know is you own a piece of that. So it's about, to me, it's about owning things right now. So Shout out to Roger, too. That's my guy. You know, you know, you know oh, Roger. Yeah, that's my guy. Roger, Roger is, man, listen. That's Roger, Shamari. Mm -hmm. There's a page on Facebook. I don't know if equity. equity oh, my yes, God. Everybody should go <laughs> on that page. I I'm not rich by any means, but that page has helped me so much. So like, there's even just understanding how people build wealth. That's it's it. like, yeah, it opens up. Listen, you can a whole invest in the world. You can invest with a hundred dollars. If you do, you know, like best part of my day is waking up in the morning and open it up and see what I want to do with it. And, and most people have 401ks and don't even realize it. Like even, uh, even with your 401k, what, what a lot of people, what I potentially did. So if you know the market is going up and down in the 401k, let's say you got 30000 in it today. You could have took half of your money out, even if you didn't want to do anything. Take half that money and just put it away in a savings account, wait till everything stabilizes, and then go back and put it right back. So you got some people that started out with 30000 in their 401k at the beginning of the pandemic. Now you got twenty two. Well, you could have stashed some of it. Right now you can take money, you can take up to $100,000 out of your 401k with no penalty. A lot of people don't know, and that's due to the pandemic right yeah. now. So, yeah. I mean, that's just something I know. That's, that's <laughs> a whole other conversation. Yeah, but, but, but economics, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Dollars Matter. Absolutely. Because that is how we get, we get to make decisions. Um, we got to stop expecting everybody else to make decisions for our lives. And, you know, economically, if we have control then you know dollars talk nobody cares what color your skin well, we is have, you got we have power we got to you know use our money the right way you mm -hmm. know if somebody's not treating us right we got to punish businesses that aren't treating us the right way and reward the ones that are uh, treating us the right way everybody every race is looking for the black dollar because they say we get rid of our money so fast yeah so. Mm -hmm. that's true that's a fact so fact. we always ask this question at the end of every podcast it's something we started doing a, a little bit ago but um simple question but what does being black mean to you being black to me means strong you know 
my father was like mixed, but you know, I, I'm always going to identify with, with being black and be proud of being black and, you know, like a, able to survive no matter what yeah. is, is kind of, you know, it's kind of a good question. I don't yeah. know. Like it's, you know, I'm proud to be black. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it, but, and, and me being proud to be black doesn't mean I'm, I hate anybody else either. So really it's power and love. Like mm-hmm. look, look at all that black people have been through and we still, embrace other races and stuff like, for sure it's, it's just crazy when you think about that but i can't wait to get to the point where everybody understands what you just said that just because i'm proud to be black doesn't mean i hate yeah just because i i love me don't mean i hate you right right, right. right. well brother i appreciate you for coming on today this has been an amazing conversation clap it up where's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. clap it up for you bro we appreciate you for coming on um if people wanted to connect with you online uh, all, all your social media and such. How can people connect with you? Uh, you can do at DJ Coles. That's DJ K H O L E S. That's like on all social media for that. And then uh, follow Black Buffalo by Local. You know, we we still have a bunch of businesses. Just go on there and follow the page and share information. You're gonna find something on there you want to support. It's all types of stuff. I'm broke now, basically <laughs> off of buying <laughs> stuff off there. Oh, you like you share so many different businesses. I'm like, how did he find this? Oh thing? man, listen, I do deep, deep oh research. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and this and this again, I just think it's just so dope because like we're really putting the spotlight on so many incredible black businesses. That you can we eat have at a different restaurant every day. Oh, absolutely. You, different yeah. restaurant, clothing lines, you know, uh, plumbers, electricians, this and that. And even just find out their prices so you can, you know, be a smart consumer. Maybe it's not the best price for you, mm-hmm. but right. you can tell somebody else about it. Just be a smart consumer. All right. So real quick, before we let you go, I know we're in COVID right now. We have to shut down. Any plans on bringing Friday Night Labs back? Friday Night Lab. Listen, there was a show that was already paid for in March before we shut down. So it's uh, we're definitely trying. We're aiming for March right now, but there's going to be another Friday Night Lab show, and I think we're going to do like a five dollar show just to, you know, we want everybody in in high spirits. High spirits, and then we want to try to get the mayor. We want to roast the mayor again one more time. I know, I know. He loved it the, um, the last time. We did the he was nervous when we yeah. when we set it up, but he, but, but he noticed it, it wasn't that bad though. It wasn't. Man, well, this time it's going to turn it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, he he he's a good sport. He's yeah, a good I've sport, known the mayor man. a long time. He's a really good guy, and I just think mm-hmm. you know they they. They go in on them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, it comes with the territory. It comes with the <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah, so. Well, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Satora, it's always, always real. When we, I love it when we have guests on, on to the podcast, man. I know. He took me back. Oh, my Yeah, he's talking about sensations. And I'm like, yo, oh, like, that was like way, way back <laughs> in the day. You know what I'm saying? But we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the B-Suite Podcast. Make sure you follow us on all of the social media and streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, man. So just Google us at the B-Suite Podcast. Um, You go on our website, thebsweetpodcast.com. Also on Instagram at the B-Suite Podcast and on Facebook at the B-Suite Podcast. And rate us five stars, five stars. Yeah, please. Make sure you rate, subscribe. If you don't have five stars, just leave it alone. But give us five stars. (laughs) And share this out, y'all. Share this out. We're a black business. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we appreciate (laughs) everyone who continues to support us. You know, we constantly get people stopping us, telling us how much they love the podcast and love our energy. So, you know, we just want to keep bringing y'all dope guests, dope conversations and just dope content. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Tor, it's been real per usual. Love, love, love. All right, y'all. Peace out.